Okay, we are in Sefer Yechezkel, Perek Gimel, Pasuk Aleph, Vayomer Eli Ben Adam. And Perek Gimel is a direct continuation of Perek Bays. And if you will recall, at the end of Perek Bays, the Kodesh Baruch Hu, in speaking to Yechezkel, stretches out his hand and gives him a scroll, a Megillah. And the scroll is written both on the front and in the back, Suva Panim V'yachar. And what is written on it, we said, was Kinim V'hege V'hoi, lamentations and cries of mourning and woe. Written on the front and the back, it was a collection of prophecies, of course, warning about the coming destruction. And that's where we stopped. We continue today in Pasuk Aleph by Yomer Eli, the Kodesh Baruch who says to me, Ben Adam, we said yesterday, Yechezkel is the only Navi referred to as Ben Adam. And the reason being because of his exalted stature that he had seen angels and Malchus and the Kaddish Baruch Hu and the Kisei HaKavod, that they didn't want him to get that kind of arrogant feeling that he belonged with the angels. He was Ben Adam, and that's why the name is used. So now the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, Vayomer Eli Ben Adam, Es Asher Timsa Echol, Echol Es HaMegillah Hazos V'Lech Daber El Beis Yisrael. Take this scroll I have given you with these terrible prophecies on the front and the back and eat it, swallow them. Now, of course, no one of the Mepharshim says that this is literal. Uh, as uh, Radak says, It's all a mushal, a parable. But what it is intended to reinforce is that for a Navi to be totally effective, he has to make the prophecy part of his essence. He has to make it, as Malbin says, when you eat something, it becomes part of you. That's what the Kodesh Baruch Hu wants Yechezkel to do, to make the Navias that he's about to give so integral to him, such a part of his innards that it like emanates from his inside. So he says to him, eat it. For Eftach SP, I opened my mouth for Yachilenu es HaMegillah Hazos. I ate this Megillah in the sense of deeply internalizing it. Vayomer Eli ben Adam bitnecha techal ume echa timolei es HaMegillah Hazos. Fill your innards with this scroll which, as we say, just make it a, as if it were part of your body. And so Yechezkel does absorb the Nevius, and interestingly, he says, it was like in my mouth, like sweet honey. It had the sweet taste of honey. Well, it was sweet. How could it be that the the, the intensity of those Nevios 
the intensity of the destruction and woe, why would he feel it was as tasty as honey? And the Mephorshim say, because the act of Nevius, the act of him being a prophet, of him being the chosen of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, to relay Nevuah to Bnei Yisrael was so sweet to him that it even overpowered the um, intense perennials, punishments that were contained in the Vias. That's why it had the sweetness. Continues the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Um, that I am not sending you to a foreign nation in a different tongue. Some of them, of course, can refer to uh, that the language of Bavel was Asher, was Assyrian, which ultimately the Jews totally assimilated into. That's why so many of our Swarim and parts of the Gemara are written in Ashur. But at the time, the Jews newly exiled from Babel, that group, uh, had still kept the Hebrew language. And that is what the Kaddish Baruch Hu is saying. Give it in the language I have given you. I'm not sending you to foreign nations and to other uh, countries. Interestingly, that is one of the stark differences between Yirmiyahu and Yechezkel. Yirmiyahu was misnabed a, a whole group of foreign nations, be it Ammon, Moab, Mitzrayim. Yechezkel confines himself to the Jews of Babel and, of course, Eretz Yisrael. So he says that, I'm not sending you to nations with foreign tongues, who would not understand. But, ironically, he adds, the Kodesh Baruch says, if I were to send you to these foreign nations, they would appreciate what you're saying and follow what you're saying more than B'nai Yisrael. And of course, the Mephorshim give us a classic example, Ninveh. Ninveh that Yonah finally goes to reluctantly, and they immediately accept his words. They do chubog, they rip their garments, that these people are more willing to internalize the prophet's message and do tshuva than your own people, B'nai Israel. Continues the Kaddish Baruch They will not want to hear you. But, you know, don't feel bad. It's not you they can't stand. It is me they hate. It is my message they are rejecting. So don't take it personally as it were. They are brazen, the Kashi Lehema, and they are heart of hearts, which the Mephoshim say is exactly the opposite of what a true B'nai Yisrael should be with uh, B'nai Rachmanim and, and um, Tzadikim and stuff. This group is as hard-hearted and brazen and stubborn and resistant to tshuva as any you will encounter. 
But what I'm going to do is make your face as brazen as theirs. And I will make your uh, brow as hard against their brow. Like a strong shamir. Shamir could be a metal, stronger than their metal, but the shamir was also that very mystical worm, as it were, that King Solomon used to pierce uh, metal in building the base Hamikdash. It had a magical power. That's how hard I will make you. So that's, that's how hard I will make your brow. Lo siro some, velo se chasmit nehem, ki do not fear them. Do not fear for your physical safety. We saw how Yirmiyahu was always in such physical danger. But don't be afraid of them here. Yes, they're rebellious, they're stubborn, they're uh, stiff-necked, but they are not going to be violent with you. And now all the things I am going to tell you to give over as Nebuah, listen carefully, internalize it in your heart, take it into your ears, make it part of your consciousness. We should point out that not Withstanding the movement back and forth we're going to see in this Nevoah, there is no Nevoah in this parrot. This is all builds up to the Nevoah that is to come. Continues. Below Bo El Hagola, the Lech Bo El Hagola. Now, remember, he was standing on the bank of the Euphrates of the Kibar River in Babel. Now the Kaddish referencing, now go deeper into the Gola, into the exile. I want you to go to a different place. El B'nai Amcha V'dibarta Alehem and you will speak to them. V'yomarta Alehem Ko'amar Adonai Elohim Thus says God, your Lord. Remember Adonai is the Midas Hadin, the strict application. Elohim is Midas Rachmin. Both components figure into my Nebuah to them. Give it to them as I have told it to you, whether they will heed it or whether they will completely ignore it. The Kol and now a strange thing happens. A wind lifted him up. Mashikos Isha, and I heard behind me uh, a a tremendous noise. Ruach Hashemach Arai Kol Rosh Gadol Baruch Kavod Hashem in Komo. I hear a terrible, frightening noise. The Mepharshim, including the Malbin, says that what it is, the noise is of the Shina being now removed in the base Hamikdash from between the Kruvim, from between the Sherebs, that tragically the Shina of the Kaddish Baruch Hu has left the base Hamikdash, and now Yechezkel experiences again those chayos, um, that higher level of angel we saw in Perak Aleph in the Maser Merkava, and the Ofnayim, the second degree, that is just one degree below the chayos, um, and they are their wings, and they are 
flying with their wings, etc., and it's making a terrific noise. Chazka Rashka Ruach Nasani, and now I am carried by a wind lifting me. The Elech Mar, I am going in bitterness. Ruch in the bitterness and the anger of my spirit. The Yad Hashem Olai but the hand of God is upon me. In other words, Yechazkel, despite his joy at being a Navi, is very upset at this Nevoos he is going to have to impart to B'nai Yisrael. He's not sure that they're, he's been told they're not going to be affected, but even that, he's thinking that maybe the Mephoshim say a softer approach rather than this tough approach. And so he's a little ambivalent. But Ovo El HaGola, and I came to the other part of the Gola, to a place, interestingly enough, can Tel Aviv. And there in Tel Aviv, there were exiles who, Hayosrim El Nahar Kfar, who were living on the river Kfar, the Asher Chama, I dwelt there, Yoshua, they dwelt for seven days, the Eshesham Shivas Yamim, Mishamim Betochem, quietly, silently, I gave no Nebuah. And at the end of seven days, I have made you a sentinel, a watchtower guard, and now warn them on my behalf. No, the Amrila Russia most homos. When I say to a wicked person who's lived his life in sin, you are going to die below his heart, and you have failed to warn him. Below the Bartola has here Russia Midarko, and you've done nothing to steer this Russia from the path of his wickedness, so, and he is to lose his life. Who Russia Bahavono Yomus? The of Yes, he will lose his life, but I will seek your blood. You are responsible for your failure to make the Russia change his ways. Moreover, Batoki, he's hard to Russia, Veloshovne Russia, and if you take the Russia and get him to turn away, Umidaka or Russia, Umidavono Yamus. That if you try everything to turn him away and nonetheless he dies for his sins and his iniquity, you will have saved your soul. It's all making the effort to stand by and do nothing. You are as held to as guilty a standard as he is. To at least try, it doesn't work, you will not be held to such a thing. And if there is a tzaddik who is lived as a righteous man and suddenly the Osa Ovel goes off, the Nosati Huyomus, I will put a stumbling block in front of him and he will die. Why? Kilo his heart because he did not be, will not be remembered for his sickness that he did do. You did not warn him, and I will demand 
the guilt of his blood from your hand. Again, if you did warn Vataki, he's harto. If you did warn him, that's different. Then, Tzadik Levilchichet, that righteous man, and you warned him that he should not sin, he will live, because you warned him, you have saved your soul. And now, the Kodesh Baruch whose hand comes on to Yefezgael. Remember, he does nothing in Tel Aviv. He says, now go to the valley, there, I will speak to you. So far, no Navua, just a huge buildup. For Habika, and the reason the valley, it is held to be the valley where the Tower of Babel occurred. That story in Beratius, where they try to build a tower to reach God, and they are punished. That this is an example for the group in Babel today. Vineshem kavod Hashem Omeid, the kavod of the Kodesh is there, but kavod Hashem Ra'isi on the Hark Far, the same glory of God that I saw on the Hark Far, the Epo Al Ponai, I fell on my face. In other words, some of the Mephorshim say that he now experienced once again the Masse Merkava with the angels and the wings and the faces of humans and the faces of animals and the fire, he experiences it again. And so once again, uh, he falls on his face and the spirit of the Kaddish Baruch Hu enters into him. And now, a third place. He sends him to a house. Then, then shut yourself inside that house. Do not go out. I will make your tongue cleave to the roof of your mouth. You will not speak. You will be like a deaf mute. In other words, now... They may be waiting for prophecy. No, I will withhold it. You will withhold it till I tell you. Uh, and you will not rebuke him at this moment because they are rebellious. They are totally rebellious. But when I have spoken to you at the correct time, I will open your mouth. Those who will listen will listen. Those who will refuse will refuse. He based Mary Hamer because they are such a rebellious house. So we've gotten, as we've said, precious little Navua in Yirza Hashem, the actual Navua that we've been building up throughout Parrot Gimel will come into fruition. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Adkan.